Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. I'm in Los Angeles. I'm in Brooklyn. Wow. We are really just the best at being bi-coastal. <laughs> Well, we use this app for Forever 35 called Riverside that makes it quite easy to record podcasts remotely. So every so often yes. I bust it out with Matt. But Dory uh, has not, did not bring her microphone. She's recording with the audio of whatever quality an Apple AirPod microphone is. So if anyone's like, what's with the air, the sound? That's the answer. Well, also my air conditioner's on. Based on the number of um, Forever Thirty Five guests who have used AirPods, I can mm -hmm. confidently say that the quality is okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Okay, it works for me. Uh, um, so, how how how's your great adventure going out there? Um, it's going pretty well. Um. For those wondering, we've only been able to speak 
briefly when Henry uh, deems it necessary. And so, then it's a real, and then, real catch up for me. What he usually ends up doing is talking for about a minute, maybe, and then he says, "I want to be done now." Mm-hmm. And then he's he constantly hangs trying up. to hang up. He loves yeah. hitting the red button. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I'm in New York. I mm-hmm. went to the U.S. Open yesterday, which was amazing and really fun. And I'm so of, glad of I went. Tennis. The U.S. Open of tennis. Tennis. Right. Not of golf. Um, a few of those out there, you know? Yeah. And then today I went um, up to Connecticut and saw my brother mm-hmm. and my sister-in-law and my niece and nephew. I would say that's down. That's down to Connecticut. No, it's up to Connecticut. Wow. I would always think of that as down. It's down from Boston. What? Yeah, I guess you're right. Huh. How about that? <laughs> um, <clears throat> so it was I really don't know nice where to see in my him. mind's eye Manhattan was just then, but it wasn't I <laughs> where it is. <laughs> don't really know either. Well, it's like when Henry asks where we are, because he's really into this book of the alphabet of Sydney, Australia right now. You know, mm. he's like, so I've read that to him every nap and bedtime since you've been gone and the back oh, wow. page has a map of sydney yeah and he asks where we are and so i point to the corner of the ceiling in his room and i'm like we're, we're about there because he can't sort of wrap his mind around the map being a big map of sydney australia and how far away los angeles actually is from sydney anyway i couldn't picture new york for some reason but uh, go ahead okay continue you had a lovely Um, afternoon in westport you know well one thing that i do just want to say about that sydney book i think that an egghead sent that to us well he's really into it uh the last couple of days and i think it's partially because i read the entire thing to him i'm like I'm like, Mama. <laughs> um, yeah, I at some point decided that book was too long. So I just read like the first line of each letter. And but now I guess I'll have to read the whole thing since Matt is reading the whole thing now. He won't know the difference. Um, I mean, he'll know the difference, but he won't care. Right. And then I leave tomorrow night and I fly home exciting stuff yeah we've missed you over here i've missed you Things guys have, uh, somehow uh, the house still exists henry's still a healthy child theoretically How's Beau? Uh, he threw up once henry threw up once so you know <laughs> i've thrown up zero times oh boy uh i've, I've it's interesting like uh, I, I you know you always say this uh it's rare uh, for me to have him alone, but like, I just, every time I'm like, I cannot uh, be more and more like impressed by single parents. Like, I just don't understand how they do this all the time. There's no break. Yeah. So if anyone out there is a single parent, good fuck. You, I mean, you're just, you're better than me. So I'll just say that out loud. <laughs> Because, you know, it's like, 
and he's you know he's starting to like weigh you know he's, my patience is getting a little tested here and there with him as mm. he has stretched his bedtimes and nap times mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like oh my god and then like trying to find time to poop mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like I, I was like trying to this morning i was trying to go and he was like I was like, but I'm going to go to to poop. And he was watching Mickey Mouse this morning. And there were six minutes of the episode left. And he made me wait until the next episode started. <laughs> and then when the next episode started, oh, I was like sitting boy. at the table with my laptop doing some work. And uh, I just hear him say, okay, Dita, you can go now. Oh, Bye. <laughs> Oh my God, Henry! He just wanted to make sure it would actually come on or something. It's like uh, it's it's really uh yeah I don't know, and like right now I'm like oh I'm recording this podcast. If he's supposed to eat at five thirty, I have to figure out how to get dinner to his in his mouth, and we're recording. <laughs> I'm like, what am I gonna do? I mean, sushi's I not really like- viable. He can eat at six. That's more for us than it is for him. Yeah. (laughs) As much as I like to keep to the schedule. Um anyway, yeah. It's 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 I I haven't we haven't left the house. Yesterday it was rainy. Uh today I was like pulling my hair out trying to get him to move. And like, and then I ended up having to do. I did two hours in the pool with him today, while it was cloudy, and I sunscreened him, made him put on his swimsuit, and then I, you know, put the Red Sox game on in the back, you know, put it up on the stairs, my iPad, so I could hear it, and then took him in the pool. He had this fun game where he would put my hat on me, not correctly, and then we'd go underwater and we'd lose the hat, and then he'd have to go underwater and find the hat. <laughs> I mean, that and is pretty. When we got fun. out, he was like, he was like, we had a lot of fun in the pool. Oh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess we did. But it's one o'clock, and you need lunch. <laughs> oh, but he said we had a lot of fun in the pool. He's he, that's three days in a row. He said that to me. I mean, it's just so much fun in the pool with Dita. That's really sweet. Yeah, it's the only thing I can do with him that he. Well, I'll tell you, he's been. You know, his little tiny golf club, he uh, has been making, he has a plastic ball. It's a little bigger than a golf ball, but it floats. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He told you about it yesterday on the call. Yes, 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 yes. That was the one thing he told me. Yeah, but now he has me throwing it to him like I'm pitching it, and he swings the golf club like a bat, and he can hit the ball. He can hit the ball. Um, I mean, that's pretty impressive. With the head of a golf club at this golf like just bigger than a golf ball size thing i'm impressed wow. every time he does it i'm like how are you doing this so wow. really gotta somehow harness this into some sort of millions of dollar contract for him slash us <laughs> says says the dad who was like fuck no i'm not doing those i'm not giving my weekend over to sports i believe oh, you said can- that uh, if it's golf, though, I'd be like, yeah, sure, I'll take you to your coach, and I'll just hit in the bay next to you. <laughs> um, well, he was supposed to start T-ball this weekend, and it got canceled. Yes, got canceled because of rain. We finally yeah. got rain in California, and it wasn't as much as I had hoped it would be. 
Uh, yeah. but we had a good time preparing for the storm, you know, taking stuff in, umbrellas and stuff like that. He really got into that. Uh, making sure he loves everything is inside. He then took all of his wiffle ball bats and piled them up next to the stairs. <laughs> so it's like for like six bats next to the stairs. Oh my gosh. Um and he brought his golf clubs in the house. Um yeah, so we had it we had we had quite a weekend over here, but only eventful because of the weather. I would say. Right. 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 Had the weather not happened, I don't know what we would have done. I thought about Disneyland, you know, because we had those tickets. It was D23. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, I can't go down there. <laughs> Seems like a terrible <laughs> idea. Yeah. So luckily, we did not go down there. Yeah, that was that was probably wise. But, uh, you know, I get school drop off tomorrow. Yep. It was really funny when really funny when Bo got dropped off on Thursday because Henry was uh, standing outside naked. And we had the uh, gate open, you know, because I know Bo was Bo was coming home at some point. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just <laughs> you just see the Michelle pull up and there's like five giant dogs in there. Big curly poodly dog and like. <laughs> Some other dogs, and then and then Bo gets brought out, and Henry's like, "What Bo doing with other dogs?" <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Will other will Bo's will Bo's dogs come over?" Oh, like Bo's <laughs> dog like, friends? Yeah, like they're his dog friends, and they would Aww. come visit us. So uh, I explained to him, "No, those are just his temporary alliances." That he makes. I mean, but it's it like is, fascinating to me that, that you can have like Bo in a car well, with these giant dogs, and he's like, whatever. I was literally just gonna say, there's some witchery that happens at the chateau where like he's like chill Bo. <laughs> it's like so weird. Yeah, he's really like his own. Like it's he's a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde kind of thing. You'll be proud of me. I've remembered to give Bo his medicine every day. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. I know. I was like, how am I doing this? I'm remembering. What's happening? Wow. Um, and I've you really, know, really rising say, to the occasion. I've kept the house probably cleaner than it would be if you were here. I would say definitely wow. cleaner than it would be if wow. you were here. Wow. Um, I was like, I told Hillary I wish she wasn't going on vacation so she could see the house on Monday and how much cleaner it will be. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so rude. <laughs> it's that so is true, though. So and I don't rude. know why. I don't know why. You're not particularly a messy person, but like, it's fascinating to me. Every time you're gone, like, I think it's just because I like kill time cleaning. Mm. Like, if he's watching something, I'm like cleaning because I'm like, I don't mm. know when else is going to get done, so I better do mm-hmm. this now. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Whatever. You don't seem to be too pleased by this <laughs> angle I've taken here where you're the No, I'm 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 intrigued. I think it's interesting. Well, I mean the bench again, the bench is cleared, which is amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. <laughs> so, I'm impressed. And then, like the uh what's the other oh, like your I mean your side of the bed is pristine. I'm barely mm-hmm. you know, I, I I might as well sleep on top of the covers. Mm-hmm. It's so hot anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it still hot? Uh, it's a little hot right now. Tomorrow's going to be 85. Uh, 
it's a chance of thunderstorms tomorrow, it says, but I don't buy it. I'll believe mm-hmm. it when I see it. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's pretty much that's the lay of the land over here, Dodo. Okay. All right. You're really painting anything a picture else? for me. Do you need anything else for me? Do you need to know any other information? Um, no, I feel like I have a full picture of what's going on. You've really held down the sure. fort, and I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. I've, I, by held down the fort, you mean not left the house in three days? You're correct. Well, not left the house, and, you know, you let me go on this little vacation there's, as Henry. No, there's no letting. You go as Henry said fun. when I talked to him yesterday, when Mama, he said, when Mama back from vacation, from vacation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he thinks you're in. He thinks you're uh, traveling, just like his imaginary friend Harry, who's in Florida. Well, Harry's not coming back till winter. Yeah, I know. Well, that's probably why he asked. He wanted to make sure. I mean, I will returning. say one thing. One thing that this trip has um, solidified for me is that I would, I really do want to take Henry to New York. Like, I really want to do that. Yeah, I mean, we've done it. When he was a baby. Yeah. We haven't been back since he was a little baby. And there's like so much here that I think he would just love. That's because the last time we were there was December of 2019. Yes, (laughs) I know. Closed. Yes, I know. So I'm saying. Has slowly opened up regardless of whether or not coronavirus is still around, which it is. And now polio is a thing you got to worry about in New York. There's like a lot of stuff here that I think he would really enjoy. And I think it'd be really fun to take him. You know me. That's all. Happy to move us there into <laughs> some sort of shanty. Yeah, exactly. What? Where exactly gotta, do you think we would live if we can't even afford LA? In a tenement? In a tenement? Is that a thing still? Can we share a bathroom with twenty people? <laughs> a rail car apartment where our bedroom's at the very back. We got to walk through everything to get there. Mm, a rail, a railroad apartment. Railroad. railroad rail car yeah. railroad same difference anyway <sighs> yeah it's been great look if you want to email the show head over to your email app whatever you use them and the address you would use is dorianmatt at gmail.com or mattandory at gmail.com you can leave us a voicemail 413-461-BABY if you left us a voicemail this past week and you're wondering why it wasn't played it's because we are not technologically capable of doing that when Dory has disappeared into the internet. So right now she's in the internet. I'm in the internet, guys. And uh, she'll be back next week. Voicemails will resume. 413-461-BABY if you want to leave one. And we'll be right back. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. 
Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like you know uh, stripes on the top of it. it's like oh hey look at me i'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person they've got those too and they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff you know if for all you frill seekers out there folks all i'm saying is you heard me talk about bombas for years now i don't know why you haven't done anything about it get comfy this spring and give back with bombas Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Believe it or um, not, we're back. We are. Oh, and I do just want to remind everyone that Bake Off starts this week and we will be recapping it over on Ye Old Patreon. Uh, it's coming, coming hard and coming fast. Everybody, look out for bakes. Yep, signature bake. What's the first signature bake gonna be? Who knows? Oh no, I can't wait. I can't wait to find out. What kind of bullshit bread are they gonna pull out of their asses? That like you're like, is that really a bread? Come on, that's not a thing. No one eats that. Wow. Uh, I can't wait. Tune in, find out. Head over to patreoncom adventure. We'll be dropping all the episodes there. And, it's gonna be uh, great. That brings us now to our regularly scheduled programming. All right. Hello. Everyone. So, hello. This first email is from anonymous. I'm writing in response to the listener who has suffered a miscarriage from a PGTA tested embryo. I'm not over forty, but I have struggled with secondary infertility and have had losses from embryos that are PGT tested. I have one daughter who's three and a half. She's one month older than Henry and loves hearing him talk on the podcast. I conceived her the good old fashioned way with the help of Famara. When we started to try for our second baby, we really struggled and started our IVF journey August of last year. After our egg retrieval, we ended up with six genetically normal PGTA tested embryos. 
Sounds like a dream, right? I was so optimistic. We went ahead with our first transfer the next month, and to my excitement, I got pregnant. My beta numbers look great and rose appropriately. We went in for our six week for a six week ultrasound where everything was great and got to see a little heartbeat flickering. The following week, I bled very heavily. And when I went in for my next ultrasound, there was no heartbeat and no further growth. My doctor explained that PGT testing was not 100%. And that was probably a fluke and basically bad luck. We proceeded the next cycle with another transfer. This go around the embryo they thought wasn't progressing well. And they decided to unthaw another. Both embryos were transferred. I was excited, scared, and nervous. Transferring two genetically tested embryos was never the plan. And I was sure this time around I would end up with twins or surely at least one. When I got the call from my beta results, we learned my transfer had completely failed. It was devastating. I couldn't rationalize why this transfer didn't even remotely stick. The one thing we could figure out was that at one of my pre-transfer lining checks, I had some fluid in my uterus. They told me this was normal and caused by the estrogen I was taking. They said that when the progesterone is started, it usually goes away and is fine for transfer. The fluid did go away and we went ahead with that transfer. I can't help but feel that maybe the fluid in my uterus made it an inhospitable environment for that transfer. My doctor decided if we had another cycle with fluid in the uterus, we would cancel and try another month just to be safe. We did a test the next month where they flushed my uterus with water and did an ultrasound to check for any abnormalities that might be going on inside. In their words, everything looked, quote, beautiful. I was so frustrated and just felt broken. Most stories I I read, women are getting pregnant successfully on their first or second transfer of PGT normal embryos. I carried a healthy full-term pregnancy before and was so confused. We decided to take a break for a few months and proceed with another transfer when we felt emotionally and financially ready to do so. The next month, my husband and I got spontaneously pregnant, and I'm now currently 33 weeks along. What the hell? I'm so grateful and excited to be pregnant, but after all the time, money, and three unsuccessful PGT embryos, I just don't understand what was going wrong. I don't know if this email is any help to the listener, but I just wanted to write in to say that I've lost PGT-tested embryos and have had successful pregnancies both prior to and after those losses. IVF is weird. I don't understand why some work and some don't. Sorry for this long email. Hang in there. Anonymous. I mean, that was twists and turns. I mean, actually, it wasn't twists and turns. It was a steady dose of bad news after bad news. Followed (laughs) Followed by by (laughs) twist ending. Uh. Well, Anonymous, thank you. And she, I also like to say thank you for apologizing for the length of your email. I appreciate people being um, self aware enough to think they need to apologize <laughs> for an email um, on a show that doesn't get a ton of emails anymore. So I would say keep them long. Who cares? Also, like, there was a lot of information that needed to be relayed in this email. So I get why right. it was long. Oh, I think um, I've, I've split the screen. Now I can have email up and this window. Okay. I mean, I think the takeaway is that it's all a mystery. No one knows anything. Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought we did this podcast for five years to tell everyone that no one knows what they're doing. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. All right, Matt, do you want to read the next email? Sure. Hi, this is Mariana. The pod, the pause, the pod. This is a reference to listener Kate, who never got a period. For a brief moment, I thought, did I write in and forget? Because you sound like me. My question for you, dear listener, is do you have a sense of smell? If you don't, I highly recommend booking into Kalman's Syndrome. I'm sorry, looking. Into, you don't book Kalman's Syndrome. It finds you. Uh, I highly recommend looking into Kalman's Syndrome uh, 
and asking your doctors about it. I have Calvin's, and two of the prominent features are no menstruation without being on birth control and no sense of smell. Last I checked, it occurs in one in every 10,000 people. It's still a higher number than I would have thought. Uh, people who are assigned a male at birth in one in 70,000 and those who are assigned female at birth. Uh, being anosmic was never a big deal for me till COVID when suddenly every medical provider's checklist included questions about smelling. Well, that's how I figured out I didn't have, I had it. Uh, hope you're all having a great week. Ariana Perry to 50-ish, 50-ish inch TVs in Quincy, two hot dogs, a real dog, and a science kid. Ariana, this entire time you have had no sense of smell and you've just told us this now. Also, that must have been kind of like a mind fuck during COVID when people were like using loss of sense of smell as like a sign you had COVID. And you were like, hey, guys, this whole time I haven't had a sense of smell. Yeah. I mean, I would go with the headache. You know, that would have been my anyway. Right. Point is. I'm always fascinated by anosmic people. Mike Furman, uh, also anosmic, and I'm always fascinated by that. It's kind of like a superpower, if you ask me. Do you hear that rattling well, at the door? I do. It sounds like Bo. It's, it's Henry? Oh, the other yeah. one. Hello, other one. I wonder if he's going to think it's weird to see me on the screen when he comes and sits in front of... I knew it was Bo. I thought it was it was very rhythmic. Yeah, that's how Bo's like, tail a, sounds. There was a timing to it. Yes, that's how Bo's tail sounds. Our dog has sounds. a lot of rhythm. Wow, I can't believe I knew that that was Bo and you didn't. You knew it was Bo from Brooklyn. And I'm next to it and didn't know. I mean, I think that says it all. That's pretty wild. Okay. Thank you. All right, Ariana. Enjoy your not sense of smell. You're not Thank you for that, Ariana. That that is very interesting and helpful to know. Except for like sixty percent of taste, right? Which is tight. <laughs> okay, um, this is from Katie. Hi, Dory and Matt. It's been a while since I've written in, but I'd love to hear from you and your listeners on how you handle closing part of your infertility journey. Quick summary: Over five years, I've lost two pregnancies, had one miracle science baby via medicated IUI and have spent the past year doing IVF with PGTA testing. It's been going pretty poorly. We knew it would be hard since I've diminished ovarian reserve, but we didn't anticipate it being this difficult. We are lucky to have one tested embryo frozen, but have been unable to get any more over several retrievals. We have one retrieval left coming up in late October, early November, and we anticipate it will go just as badly as the rest. After that, we will have exhausted our infertility benefits and have decided to be done. Of course, there's a chance our frozen embryo will work and maybe the planets will align and we will somehow get another embryo in our last retrieval, but it's unlikely. I know you talked about not borrowing trouble, which this may be, but I also need to emotionally prepare myself for this not to work. We've decided that if we can't have a genetically linked child, we will move to donor embryos. We know we will have a child someday somehow, but losing that genetic link brings an immense grief I didn't expect. I actually have never met my biological father and have no desire to, and my honorary dad hasn't been with my mother in 15 years, but I still consider him my dad. So I know genetics doesn't matter, which is why I'm so surprised and frankly embarrassed that I'm so deeply sad about this door closing. There's no question in either of our minds. We will love a donor embryo child the same way 
we'd love a child genetically linked to us, but I still feel so, so sad. I have a therapist who I've talked this out with, but honestly, she doesn't really get IVF infertility slash infertility. And sometimes as the whole, remember, you have your son thing. I know you two have closed that door. And I guess I'm curious how you've been feeling about it and processing it, if you're okay sharing that. And of course, I'd love to hear from listeners who have either moved to donor embryos or just dealt with complex feelings about closing a door in their infertility journey. As always, thanks for all you do. Katie from Vancouver, Washington, 1,700 square feet, three Costco hot dogs in 2022, 155-inch TV. Um, And then Katie adds, also, I'm fascinated that so many people have a TV in their bedroom. Maybe that's normal. I'm the child... I'm a child of an immigrant, so my normal is usually different, but I've never heard of this. And I once shared a room with someone who had to have the TV on to fall asleep, and it was a literal nightmare. Do people fall asleep with it on? Do they just watch it before falling asleep? Is it just to have a separate TV from your partner slash kids? I'm so curious. Well, I'll answer the last part first. We have a TV in our bedroom that is never on. Uh... I grew up with a TV in my room. And then at one point, a cable box, like when I was like 12. And like by a TV, I mean like one of, I had one that was a part of a clock radio. It was black and white. And it was like probably a four inch television. I had that. That's why I watched a lot of like Johnny Carson. That's what Johnny Carson looks like to me. Black and white and that big. Uh, and then my next TV after that was I had jerry rigged a Commodore 64 monitor to be a color television through a VCR and hooked the VCR into the cable. Um, and that was my TV until, until I was like 18 and saved up to buy a 27 inch Sony. <laughs> Had surround sound in my bedroom too. It was great. I never had a TV in my room growing up. Did you ever have? Did you have one as a young adult? Um, I had one for a time as a young adult. Yes. Hmm. Trying to think if I had one even when I moved to LA. No, because at some point along the line, like computer replaced that. You know what I mean? Like the iPad or the laptop mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sort of replaced the television. Yeah. And by the way, in case you're wondering, I do need something playing as I fall asleep. Yeah. Uh, so Matt basically falls asleep to a TV, but it's his iPad. And the, I close it. So it's just audio. You know what I mean? Like I don't mm-hmm. want, I don't keep the iPad open because mm-hmm. the light the light's too annoying. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I close that noise canceling on. Although when Henry when I'm alone with Henry, noise canceling stays off. And then uh, I turn the volume really so it's like just faint in the background, and I can sort of hear it slash not hear it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> now back to our how uh we've dealt with this sort of chapters closing and infertility uh i don't know dory over to you (laughs) 
I mean, I don't, I, I think that I've like mourned it a little bit for sure. Um, like it is a bummer. Um, but I've had like think, brief, brief episodes of sad about it. Yeah. I think, you know what I honestly think? I think what? if Henry wasn't so cool and weird and funny and smart and sweet and like awesome, then I wouldn't be so bummed about it. <laughs> oh, I see. Like that if Henry could work was both like, ways though, you know? That's true. Right. Like if you had a really bratty kid, you might be like, well, maybe the next one would be sweet. Oh no, I thought that like I was saying like, oh, we kinda hit it out of the park with him. Why why double down and, oh, and right, have, right, a worse right. Like, have a yeah, worse child? Yeah. yeah, that's another way to look at it for sure. Um, um that's like leaving the table when you're ahead, you know? Yeah. Right. Like we're up at the casino, so mm-hmm. you know. I mean, monetarily he cost us uh, quite a bit. So. That's true. So the house always wins. The yeah. IVF house always wins. <laughs> The IVF clinic house always wins. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I think where we're at right now is like, and Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. it feels like where we are is like, how, how much do we want to have another kid? Like, how much do we want to kind of commit to that? Um, yeah. Because like, if we really like, if we really want to have another kid and we can get over the fact that they're not going to be biologically related to us, like genetically related to us, then mm-hmm. there are ways that we can make that happen. But I think it depends just like how much we want to kind of commit to it. I don't know. Am I making sense? No, I mean, that's, that's, that's like a very cliff notes version of it. Yeah. So. I don't think there's a great answer as to how anyone gets over any of this. Yeah, I agree. So, thank you for writing in and sharing your story. <sighs> yeah. Um, now, yes, oh, Matt? Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead, Dodo. Well, I was just going to say that we should take a break. Okie dokie. We'll okay. be right back. Be right back. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi. We've returned. Hello. I'm really happy everyone's still here. (laughs) I mean, they might not be. They might have bailed. I get it. You know, once you catch up with us in the first segment, it's like, why bother? You know? Totally. We're just the jazz, you know, we just keep <laughs> Um all right. This next email is from Angeline. Hi, yep. Dory Matt Henry. What? 
I just said yes. Oh, okay. Hi, Dory, Matt, Henry, and Bo. I'm writing in response to the listener who asked about gifts for a one-year-old. When my niece was 18 months old, anytime you asked her what she wanted for Christmas, she said she wanted a juice box. Every time. Fast forward to Christmas morning, there are not one but two juice boxes under the tree. I don't think I've ever seen her happier, and she's now 10. So I agree that you don't really need to stress too much on what to give the littles because they love anything. No kids, one 65-inch TV in a 2,000-square-foot condo in the suburbs of Chicago, several hot dogs at Wrigley's, Portillo's, and the occasional block party. Love the pod. Very Chicago-y. Occasional block party. Yeah. (laughs) It's a very Chicago thing. Uh, That is funny. Um, Yeah, I think at this point, Henry would be really into like any sort of board book we could give him. To tear oh apart. God. Oh my God. Henry. His current compulsion, everyone, is to peel the pages off the board in a board, in a, you know, in a board book and like fully separate it, peel it. And like he, he was like last night, for instance, he was up till nine o'clock at, at night doing it. And I put him down at like seven. What are we going to do about this? Well, I told him today. I told him today, I was like, we're not going to fix these. So every time you do this, it's one less book we have. So please make sure we still have books. Stop doing this. But he's still doing it. I mean, he didn't do it after I said that. Oh, he didn't? No. Okay. Because he was doing this, then was screaming. Then was screaming for me. And I, Mm -hmm. I, I came in. And his problem was that he couldn't properly stack the books in order of size. Mm. So he was mad about that. So I stacked them up in his crib. And then left. And like Hmm. when I got him a book, uh, you know, when he called me back in the first time, I made sure to just get a book that wasn't a board book. Mm. Which he wasn't happy about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then he like, then he like, he figured out that there was the, the the front cover and the back cover he could start peeling. So he did. <laughs> so. <sighs> if anyone has any best practices on how to make sure that the kid doesn't destroy books, like what what do you give him? A fidget spinner? I don't know. Yeah, he he needs some sensory like there is some sensory thing about like peeling the pages off that he obviously yeah, of is enjoying. So it's why he what, constantly is monitoring his fingernail length, you know? <laughs> so what can we do? I'd like to have an answer for you. I don't. We'll see what happens. Well, yeah, tonight, that's why I'm, like, that's I why filled I'm... up the bag. There's a, there's a large shopping bag that's full of the parts of books. So we'll see what happens. Oh my gosh. I kind of, blame Hillary for it because Why? she spends a half hour every day f- taping books mm. back together. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's you know? kind of because we like, we've never been like, Hey, let's stop this. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like she was fully aware of the scale of the problem, but like hadn't quite conveyed it to us. I and mean, only this only this week have I noticed it being like a crazy well i think this week it's compounded to like i I think this week it has gotten worse yeah so 
All right. Well, that's that's our thoughts about that. Okay. Those Thank you. are our thoughts. Um, okay. This is from Anita. Hi, Dory, Matt, Bo, and Henry. I have 12-year-old science baby twins. I just want to push back on the idea that no one calls fraternal twins the twins. I'd say this is a really common way for relatives and teachers to refer to my kids. And recently, really? one of my kids has come out as non-binary, which had made the twins surpass the girls as what most people called them. In other twin signal advice, I'll say we have started having separate birthday parties, especially as they develop different friend groups. It can be a pain with scheduling. So we usually do a marathon day with two parties, AM and PM. Encourage oh their individual God. interests. And as much as you can handle logistically, don't force them into the same activities. Avoid comparisons and encourage family and friends to do the same. Most of all, just remember they are two individuals. Also, parenting twins is a lot of work, so don't be too hard on yourself. Like any parent, you do the best you can with the info and resources you have at any one time. Best of luck, Anita. Two adults, two 12-year-old science babies, a pit Aussie mix, one 60-inch and one 40-inch TV, and hot dogs about one time per week as my kids love them. Hebrew National, sorry, I know these are not your faves. Don't care for an all beef. <clears throat> the, the, um, I mean, I guess you're a saint for the double party day. Yeah, that that's... Sounds- Insane. really that's really like not insane in concept just the amount of effort put into amount the of effort and work yeah that's what i'm saying all right yeah look i still think you're wrong i don't think anyone refers to fraternal twins as twins i i think you're Thank wrong you. of course i'm wrong someone wrote in with fraternal twins that's why i'm saying that they're wrong oh i see <laughs> what do you know first-hand experience yeah thank you <laughs> um all right we have another email from tl hello all i just bought and ripped through thanks for waiting i laughed and cried if other eggheads have been waiting like me i highly recommend you get this book I just turned 50. My grandma passed away a few years ago at 95, and she always said, even though she was getting older, she always felt like she was 35. I totally get it now. I never had the chance to have kids, never found the right partner, and I wasn't brave enough to go it alone. I helped my mom through illness during my 20s and 30s. She passed away suddenly when I was 35. Then my dad was diagnosed with cancer on the day of her funeral. Sounds like a bad country song. As of now, he's beaten four different types of cancer, colon, breast, skin, and kidney. I'm a primary school teacher and I work hard. I do extra after school activities for the kids and I am on lots of committees. I've had the remark from my colleagues. Well, you don't have kids. True, but not having kids is not a choice that I wanted and I find it incredibly rude. Maybe think that comment, but why say it to me? I'm not asking that they join me. The response in my head, go fuck yourself, is not appropriate, especially in a meeting surrounded by primary teachers. I'm lucky enough to own a fairly new house, 1,200 square feet, not including a full basement and large garage. And I get the comment, what do you need such a big house for? I also find this rude. Maybe I'm just being too sensitive. What would be a good response to these comments? Two TVs, 32 inch and maybe 48 inches, two cats, one 17 pound monster down from 23 pounds and one tiny nine pounder, two hot dogs, two Smokies and many brats. Thanks for all you do. TL. Uh, PS love your, what we do in the shadows recommendation is now my favorite show. May I suggest the great Canadian baking show? I think you would like it if you can get it in the U.S. I've watched it. I'm trying to remember how I watched it. I feel like it was on like 
the Food Network had like a second channel for a while. Do you remember? No. And it was on like that channel. Hmm. I think. Anyway. Uh, hmm. What is a good response to that? I would say... Tell them you needed a place that was large enough for people to take it personally when they weren't invited over and leave it at that. <laughs> hmm, interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, do you have anything, Dory? I mean... In fairness, you don't have kids. So when they say that out loud, well, they're just I mean, jealous. I'm not kidding. They're jealous. I think you could say, if someone says, well, you don't have kids. You could be like, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, well, what is your probably elaborate? I would say that out loud to somebody and be like, no, no, I'm just really jealous <laughs> that you make your own time. And or don't have to poop when your child says you can poop. I don't know. I'm curious what other people think about this. I'm going to throw it out to the crowd. All right. So that's that egg signal has been sent. That Look is out, an everyone. Egg yeah. Um, right. I guess it also it also matters like how uncomfortable do you want to make them? Like actual question. I would say all the time. I would make them very uncomfortable. Because if you want to make them uncomfortable, you could be like, yeah, I wish I did. No, that's not going to make anybody uncomfortable. You don't think? It'll make them feel awkward. Don't you think it'll make them feel awkward? No. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't feel awkward. No. All right. But if they were like, you're right. Would you like to have children with me? then that'd be a little awkward probably <laughs> work. um yeah we'll send out the signal on that thank you signal sent okay. signal sent all right everyone why don't you be like maria and write an email and in the content of the email tell us you've joined the patreon <laughs> Matt, do you want to read this one? Sure. Uh, dear Dory and Matt, I finally did it. I've been thinking that it was about time for me to become a patron. But it always occurred to me at night as I was listening to you. It Then it went out of my brain until the next week. But when you said the magic words, Great British Baking Show, which is in my Netflix queue, it was a reminder. Besides enjoying your podcast, uh, there are other ways in which you've been influences on my life. On July 4th, I had the first hot dog I've had in years. Nicely done. Felt pretty silly thinking of Matt. Uh, if he knew me, uh, he'd be proud. I don't know you, and I am proud. So how do you think about that? Uh, I was made at Auto Sausage Kitchen in Portland on a toasted bun with mustard, pickle, relish, sauerkraut, and onions. Ooh, that's a good mix. That's a good hot dog topping mix. Thank you. Enjoyed the heck out of it. So now that I'm a patron, feel free to express your pride. I'm very proud. And there's a fact that I think of Matt Meyer every single time I do a load of laundry as I faithfully wipe out the gasket so we don't have to replace it like you did. <laughs> I've, I just, you know, like two weeks ago, I cleaned the shit out of that gasket in an effort to prevent that 
misery. There's no once the mold has set in though, there's no way to get it fully, fully clean. I disagree. Okay. I do. I've gotten it very clean. And could, you've gotten it. it you've gotten it much I can get cleaner. It cleaner with a little more effort, but I was sweating. It was hot. Mm. Uh, and I love Takiva water bottle. One of your listeners recommended, and another listener mentioned the Bake with a Legend podcast and classes. And I took a carrot cake class from Ian. And Dory said she was always uh, she was listening to Extraordinary Attorney Woo. Or watching, which I binged, et cetera, et cetera. So you're totally Patreon-worthy. Thank you. The only problem is navigating the Patreon website. So I might be in touch. <laughs> That's, you know, just post on one of the Patreon posts and someone there will tell you exactly how to get it downloaded into your feed because the answer to that is I, I'm not actually sure. I think there's an RSS feed that you can add to your Yeah, it's not, it's not like instantly intuitive, I will say. Hi, Henry. Come here. Do you want to say hi to Mama? No, no, I'm, 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 yeah. Yeah, bud? I should tell you something. What do you have to tell me? Um, not a ball went over the, a ball went over again. Over the fence? Yeah. Was it a ball that you hit? Yeah. With a baseball bat or a golf club? Um, I'm a baseball bat. Yeah. Was it one of your plastic balls? Yeah. So it was a big white plastic ball. Yeah. And do you know where, which which neighbor's house it went to? Um, it went it went to Wolverine's house. Which house? The Wolverine house. Oh, the house that would be closer to that street. <laughs> um, oh boy. boy. Ah, I see. You want me to watch Mickey with you? Yeah. Uh, did you put it on? And he wants me to go watch it with him. Henry, why don't you watch it? And I'll be in it a little bit. Because I got to finish ta talking to Mama. Thank you, Holly. <laughs> All right. That is your up-to-date Henry minute. Big, yeah. big situations over here. He's hitting yeah. balls into the other. <sighs> which I honestly... I don't understand fully because of the cypress trees and tall fences all everywhere. I don't really know. I how don't he's getting, know. I don't know how he's getting a plastic this. ball through it. I know. I guess is my question. What is he doing? He's cranking them. I mean, he hits hard. I know he does. And you know, what's funny is like, have you ever watched him sort of practice his swing slowly? Like mm -hmm. he goes through it in slow motion, like turning his wrists over at the right time. And like, he's like watching it. Like I watch him, like when I'm like setting out to a golf ball, like my practice swing, that's what he does. It's pretty crazy. Uh, anyway. Where were anyway. we before Henry? Um, we were, we were getting. Watch we, Mickey with him. We were getting to the end of Maria's um, email. And yes. if you want to join Maria on Patreon and also get the Great British Bake Off bonus episodes, in addition mm -hmm. to the regular bonus episodes, we're still going to be doing mm -hmm. those. You can go to patreon.com slash excellent adventure. We also give a big, hearty, excellent thank you to our supporters at the $5 level or above on the podcast each week. So I'd like to see this list get longer. 
as the Great British Bake Off begins. So thank you to Becca Foster. Bruno Macias. Carly Moore. Caroline Crampton. Carolyn N. Casey Rowe. Kathy Hill. Shanami Worth. Corinne Morgan. Cynthia Meisner. Diana. Dr. Beverly Crusher. Edwina Goodingham. Elena Paling. Erica Brown. Aaron. Aaron Gudge. Aaron Turley. Frederick Roy. With his new band name, The Anti-Time Eruption. Greta Truitt. Hillary Berry. Jackie G. Uh, Janice Montes. Jennifer Steele. Jenny Fick. Jesse Hendricks. Jessica Garcia. Jessica Grigsby. Julia Schulenberg. And I skipped <laughs> Jessica Manolovich for some reason. And it's Julia Schulenberg. I said Schul. Mm-hmm. Oy vey. Uh, Julie McLaren. Julie Phillips. Kane McCall. Caitlin Donahoe. Karen Thakershi. And Kat C. This is like, what is the, is the, the timing is like so weird. Yeah, what like is happening? And I'm like, I feel like I'm like right on you. And I you're like taking you're, the delay. Oh, I feel like you're uh, taking the delay. That's the problem. That's, I swear to God, it's just. I was the, like, why the, is this so slow? <laughs> it's just this, it's the weird delay in our, in the internet thing. Cause I'm like, as soon as you're done, my, I'm opening my mouth. Same. So, yeah, then it's pretty wild. Where'd Oof. we leave off? Cat C? Yeah, we finished. Oh, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. Oh, I thought we were done. Uh, Catherine <laughs> no. Lene. Catherine Shimmons. Katie Allen. Katie Regan. Kim Mastery. Christopher Nagy. Okay, now we're done. <laughs> uh, uh. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back in the same city next week. Uh, until then, uh, we'll see you. Bye. Bye.